You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of May 5th, 2019. The podcast that free falls out into nothing. This is your host, Jane Killian, and returning this week is Charles Thomas. Welcome back, Charlie. I have returned to you now, at the turn of the tide. Let's acrimonify the news of the bogus. So in the wake of the arrest of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, we've been hearing the same old, same old from the cult members of the status quo about how he's not in any way a journalist, from commentators and columnists all the way up to politicians... Oh, don't you dare compare WikiLeaks to the Pentagon Papers because they're not the same thing at all. <laughs> you do realize, people who are trying to take him down, who you think the Democrats work for? If he gave a pass to Hillary and all that stuff, that means I wouldn't even take him seriously. At least he's actually calling this stuff out. Well, now Pentagon Papers leaker Daniel Ellsberg has weighed in on it. He said in an interview with The Progressive, quote, it is not a good day for the American press or for American democracy. Forty-eight years ago, I was the first journalistic source to be indicted. There have been perhaps a dozen since then, nine under President Obama. But Julian Assange is the first journalist to be indicted. If he is extradited to the U.S. and convicted, he will not be the last. The First Amendment is a pillar of our democracy, and this is an assault on it. If freedom of speech is violated to this extent, our republic is in danger. So there's no clue about what his opinion is. You know what? Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's not really a surprise. Because, again, it's um, Julius Assange and uh, all this other stuff who talk about the things that our government uh, have done. It just seems that this is just like, oh, it's a part. Like, no, if governments are acting irresponsibly, they should be shouted out and pointed out. A spotlight should be pointed out to it. He said that Assange, quote, was doing journalism of a kind which I think other outlets are jealous of and don't practice as much as they should. This information was actually first offered by Chelsea Manning to the New York Times and the Washington Post, but neither one showed any interest in it. That's how it came to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Again, you can't just say, well, you know, it's my team, I'll be quiet. No, you know, evil, you know, good, you know, good, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, evil things happen because good people do nothing. It's amazing people want to call this person a traitor, but yet there's not, there haven't been anything talking about, for example, the, the people who are killing people in civilian clothing and such. And they didn't really talk much about that situation. And check this part out, quote, I have been asked what I would do today in the digital era. I would still give them to the New York Times in the hopes that they would print the documents at length. Not many papers take the space to do that, and that is why I chose the New York Times. But it was four months after I gave them to Neil Sheehan when they actually published them. During that time, he didn't tell me that the Times was working on it. Nowadays, I would not wait. I would give it to WikiLeaks or put it on the net myself. Again, this is the guy who leaked the Pentagon Papers. Yeah. It should be. These things should be talked about because if we just give the government like full 
Leo Fiat and everything can do what they want. Bad things uh, happen, not just over abroad, but, you know, locally and um, states and everything else. He concludes, quote, without whistleblowers, we would not have a democracy and there have to be people to distribute work and publish it. Julian Assange has done that in a way which other publishers have not been willing to. Journalists should close ranks here against this abuse of the president's authority and against Britain and Ecuador for violating the norms of asylum and making practically every person who has achieved political asylum anywhere in the world less secure. It is now up to us to make sure that the First Amendment is preserved. Yeah, this whole interview is worth reading, and it's also unmistakable. Uh, Julian Assange is a journalist. He just did what most journalists today are too cowardly to do. Yeah, they just go with the flow or just make op-ed pieces about how Donald Trump's evil. So if he would have did that, he'd be just fine. People wouldn't even care about him. Government itself has the it's the same rot in there as well, regardless of which party. It seems like we just seem to. It's like well. It's my party. Well, we'll, we'll, like, you know, it's, it's okay when, you know, my team does it. It's just that type of, uh, sick binary that we are stuck with. And until we get rid of that, I don't, I don't think we're going to move on to anything else. Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more? ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself. It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension, and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Well, things in Venezuela keep going from bad to worse. Pro-Maduro forces drove armored cars into a crowd of protesters in Caracas, driving right over them. <sighs> well, that's one way to keep the people in check. It's not like people are you know, watching this stuff or what they are. <laughs> yeah. That That's not in any way going to get people against Maduro's government. Uh, the protesters gathered en masse to protest Maduro's socialist government and to call for Juan Guaido to become president in Maduro's place. They've called for an end to the socialist policies that have resulted in nationwide poverty and starvation in what was once the richest country in Latin America. Well, yeah. Maduro's defense minister, Vladimir Padrino, has said that he will put down any opposition by military force... And we just saw how serious he is, but there is one ray of hope. There does seem to be some defection among the rank-and-file soldiers as the violence ramps up. Yeah, uh, but my fear is that this could start having the whole United States war machine getting in involved. Well, that's what we're looking at right now, which 
is what always happens, at least when it's a country with a lot of oil in it. Yeah, I, I that's my worst fear, is that the United States, you know, they always seem to come in here, and next thing you know, boom. But the, but the attitude of the opposition seems to be, hey, stay off our side. You have law student Pascal Polino, who said, quote, We don't want it. We thank you for what you've done, but do not send your military. That would spark a civil war and only divide Venezuelans. If we know anything, it's that especially now we need to stay united. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I just hope that after all what these people have gone through, is that they finally get a leader, someone that actually possesses itself from people and actually start building its wealth back, which is going to be a long. I'm talking. It would take at least probably decades to finally get like some actually stable foundations and everything and that's not even getting into if say you know other countries don't put like um you know any type of sanctions or anything else like that but you know but a lot of senior opposition leaders are opposed to this because they say that u.s intervention would undermine this image of guaido leading a grassroots movement and they're probably right because all along maduro has been kind of laughably blaming the u.s for all of venezuela's troubles but if the U.S. steps in to support Guaido, then that's just going to add fuel to the fire. And Maduro has already said last Thursday, quote, The empire is investing in dividing us and say there's a civil war in Venezuela. They say they have to intervene to weaken our homeland. Well, the same thing happened in Iraq and, you know, Afghanistan. National Assemblyman Carlos Valeras said, quote, the only one promoting an armed conflict here is Maduro. The opposition is not seeking a military intervention. We are seeking peaceful change through the power of the people to shake civil society and eventually include the armed forces in our fight. I want peaceful solution too, but again, it looks like it's going to be a clash. The war machines, the United States and such, because we just love getting into a good war. Or anything else, it, those war machines will stop banging the drums and everything, because, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's even worse when you look at who's in charge of it. The U.S. Special Envoy is Elliot Abrams, who is the man responsible for covering up a 1981 massacre of over 1,000 men, women, and children in El Salvador. And he was also convicted for his role in Iran-Contra, where the U.S. used proceeds of weapons sales to iran to fund the nicaraguan contras ah yeah spreading democracy so one bullet at a time yeah that's all (laughs) now one interesting thing to come out of these events msnbc apparently without realizing it used the situation in venezuela to make the case for the right to keep and bear arms venezuela banned private gun ownership back in 2012 under hugo chavez so Venezuelans are very limited in their ability to fight back against this aggression from their own military. Well, MSNBC reporter Kerry Sanders said that Maduro is, quote, not only hanging on, but he appears to still control the military. You have to understand, in Venezuela, gun ownership is not something that's open to everybody. So if the military have the guns, they have the power, and as long as Nicolas Maduro controls the military, he controls the country. From MSNBC! <laughs> bing, bing, bing. It's not often I give MSNBC accolades and certainly not on the right to keep and bear arms, but wow! 
<laughs> exactly. It's funny because you do realize the state will have the guns and they will have the power. And once you have people like, say, you, you don't like Trump, but guess what? He has the military, state police, and all that good stuff. Well, what are you going to do to defend yourself? They, go, they just get a blank question. They just say, well, we still need to give it. I'm like, you didn't answer my question. Yeah, that's what happened. We're seeing in Venezuela what happens when you get rid of the guns. Oh, yeah. See, I, that's why I just can't stand some of these people who just sit there and say these empty platitudes without actually looking at the reality of these situations and how police abuse and take their power. Because honestly, we could go all day and show not just in this country, but our country's police officers abusing their power and such. And people will just ignore it or just, you know, give like 500 excuses. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. We've covered several times the weed killer glyphosate and how it works. The thing is just about as safe as you could possibly want anything to be, and yet apparently it's a terrible carcinogen because Monsanto bad. Well, they need to have something to scare people. Yeah. Now, we've covered pseudoscience from the WHO and other organizations bogusly classifying it as a carcinogen, apparently for purely political reasons. So it's refreshing to see that the EPA released a statement on Tuesday saying that glyphosate is not carcinogenic. Huh, the EPA actually doing something decent? Yeah. That's one out of what? Billion? <laughs> trillion things that they don't they screw up on? Well, and of course, it's just more evidence for the conspiracy. Trump's people must have got to them. Uh, you know, it's easy to roll with your uh, beliefs. Even though you have all these facts and everything else, guess what? Like, for example, anti-vaxxers. They're like, here, it doesn't cause autism or anything else. Vaccination doesn't do that. But they still have that belief. They look at, say, Roundup and say, oh, well, people say it causes cancer or something like that. They still have that belief right there to the uh, to the end and such the epa said quote epa continues to find that there are no risks to public health when glyphosate is used in accordance with its current label and that glyphosate is not a carcinogen and in february brazilian health agency and visa also found that it's not a carcinogen but i guess they're just in monsanto's back pocket well, of course it's always that way but hopefully this is a step in the right direction, and maybe Bayer, the parent company of Monsanto, can get these bogus rulings overturned, like one judge awarded $78 million and another judge awarded $80 million 
to different people who claimed that glyphosate caused their cancer. Both of those cases were in California, which probably tells you something. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, they were caused probably by something else in their lives. These dudes probably smoke like 30 packs a day and they say, oh, crap, I have cancer. Oh, you know, what other things are? No, it was a roundup and everything. Well, they're a deep pocket. It's like, hey, we can get money. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, It's hard for me to blame the cancer sufferers, though, because, I mean, it is tempting to see. I get get the the deep pocket. I can get all this money, and then my family will be taken care of when I'm gone. You know, it's hard for me to really complain about them, but it's just all the misinformation that leads to it. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to ricochet off of this week's biggest bogan emitter. There's flinging bogosity, and there's flinging bogosity so hard you don't realize you've just argued against your own side. The latter is what just happened with 21 U.S. states trying to defend their side against challenges to FOSTA. You remember FOSTA, don't you? Oh, yeah. It's just uh, the... Um... The Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. Oh, yeah, that thing. The Stop Manilling Sex Traffickers and such. Oh, yeah. A good idea, but just implemented just terribly. Like most things in government and everything. Uh, well, the problem is it completely erodes the Section 230 protections by holding websites responsible for actions of their users. And, of course, one of the things that made the Internet great was that kind of separation of liability. Users are responsible, and when they come and say, hey, you know, there's this harmful content on your website, you take it down, you take it down, but the website is not responsible for it initially, and we've seen that eroded so much, especially just this year so far. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, is that they're not going after the true criminals, you're just going after these webmasters that they have a service, and, you know, they can't monitor every little thing that these people are using and, and such. And they just kneecap their website, and or worse, they had to close it down. Well, and as we've covered, it's already been used in several cases where there was no sex trafficking going on at all. Hey, the Fed needs to keep busy, you know. Yeah. I mean, they might have to look at real crimes. We don't want to have that. Well, they got to have something to spend all our tax money on. It's not easy going trillions of dollars into debt. 
So a constitutional challenge was made in the courts, but the district court struck it down, saying that the plaintiffs lack standing, so the plaintiffs are appealing that ruling. Now this is important. The only subject in controversy at this appeal is the issue of standing of the plaintiffs. The district court claimed that the plaintiffs weren't hurt and didn't show that they could be hurt under this, so they dismissed the case. So this appeal is about whether that decision was correct. A reversal of that decision would mean that the court case could go on back down to the district court. So the important thing for the plaintiffs is to show that the law is unconstitutional because as screwed up as our justice system's idea of standing is, an unconstitutional law is pretty much assumed to have the potential to harm anyone. So what that means, if you're following this, is that all the defendants have to do is say, well, plaintiffs weren't harmed and they won't be harmed. That's what the DOJ did, the Department of Justice. They filed a brief saying that, okay, the activity of these plaintiffs is outside of what FOSTA covers. The law doesn't have anything to do with them. But these 21 states filed a brief where they screwed all of that up, and they pretty much brag about how FOSTA enables them to engage in all sorts of different law enforcement activities outside of a DOJ prosecution. And they even point to several bills in states such as Texas that are already in the works to enable all these prosecutions. So basically, they just promised to the court that they will act against the Constitution to make all these prosecutions under FOSTA. <laughs> the best way if they actually could do is maybe go back, look at the law and such, and say, okay, maybe not blame and take down these webmasters and such, and um, start targeting the people who are using their website in these, like, you know, illegal matters. Well, and the DOJ was saying in their brief that, well, of course they're not going to go against innocent websites just because some of their users might be sex traffickers. But these 21 states in their brief said, oh, yeah, we're going to do exactly that. They stated directly, quote, Federal law no longer can be said to provide legal protection for websites that unlawfully facilitate sex trafficking. That's all you have to do is facilitate. It's just kind of like how a road facilitates getaway cars, you know? That's all you have to do. Yeah, but it is. Well, we've covered cases before where so-called sex trafficking cases had nothing at all to do with sex trafficking. Like in Florida, where a supposed rate of a sex trafficking ring was really just a massage parlor where no one was being trafficked. And this included things like setting up secret video cameras and other Fourth Amendment violations. And a lot of people involved were basically threatened to cooperate or have nude videos of themselves released to the public. But the total number of prosecutions that resulted from that was zero. Mm. And guess what? Florida was one of the 21 states. <laughs> so, yeah, after all that, they waste time and money and, you know, catch no one. And yet we have to still have to pay these guys billions of dollars. Yeah, and I mean, th this does threaten plaintiff groups, like a lot of them are activists who are wanting to legalize prostitution, and FOSTA basically threatens people who are just speaking out of it, not even people who are actually engaging in prostitution online, which is not sex trafficking, and a lot of this is trying to equate the two, but even people who are just advocating for prostitution to become legal are having these actions taken against them, I mean, there is no way that these plaintiffs don't have standing, and these 21 states just proved it. Yeah. Yeah, so here, here's hoping the courts will agree with that, because they just made it an obvious fact. They just came right out and admitted it. And I mean, all they had to do was say that plaintiffs wouldn't be harmed by FOSTA. 
They actually went and said the exact opposite and even bragged about how they were already doing it and how they would use it as an excuse for unwarranted surveillance, extortion of witnesses, and even prosecutions of people they know weren't engaging in sex trafficking. Of course. Again, waste time, money. (laughs) Uh, Just look for stupid laws like this. So all of that makes these 21 states this week's biggest bogan emitter. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now let's teach basic math to this week's Idiot And it's a 22nd state, specifically California, and especially their governor, Gavin Newsom, who in 2017 as lieutenant governor supported a bill increasing the state's gas tax by 12 cents and opposed a repeal the next year. And now, in 2019, he is outraged at California's high gas prices and is demanding an investigation. This is where you put to me a one-punch man. He just says, okay, come on now. You say increase the state gas taxes, and now you wonder why the gas prices are so daggone high? (laughs) Newsom wrote to the California Energy Commission, quote, Independent analysis suggests that an unaccounted-for price differential exists in California's gas prices and that this price differential may stem, in part, from inappropriate industry practices. Yeah, it's all the fault of those horrible private companies, not the extreme taxes California's been levying. Well, because that makes sense. No, wait, that, that doesn't make any sense. The gas tax is currently 47.3 cents and will increase each year based on inflation. Add in the 18.4 cent federal gas tax and Californians are spending 65.7 cents per gallon on gasoline taxes. And there's a two and a quarter percent sales tax on top of that, which if it's four dollars a gallon, that will be another nine cents for a total of 74.7 cents a gallon. Ah, joys of driving in sunny California. And I guarantee you those taxes are not going to use, you know, to actually build roads or schools or fight the climate change and such. It will all go to the government, the big old wallet. You can't, you know, Hollywood screenwriters couldn't write this stuff up because it wouldn't make any sense. They would say, wait, why are you, what, what, wait, you put this thing in there. No one would believe how they would say no character would act this stupid. But yet, here we are. Gavin Newsom, who some people are saying he should be the next president of the United States, 
I'm like, this dude? Uh, thanks, but no thanks. And diesel is even worse. California levies a 67 cent per gallon tax on that, as well as a nine and a quarter percent sales tax, which at four dollars a gallon ends up being a dollar and four cents per gallon in taxes for diesel. And none of that includes a cap and trade scheme, which increases the state gas prices by another 24 cents a gallon. Why are gas prices in California so high? Gee, let me think. Yeah, and they will blame all on those evil business people, even though they're increasing taxes. I'm like, dude, look in the mirror. Now, in addition to Newsom, 19 state legislators, 17 of whom voted for the gas tax increase and the other two didn't become legislators until later, sent a letter to the state DOJ demanding that they investigate the, quote, unexplained gasoline surcharge. That's surprising. And Newsom claimed that this is costing Californian families 1700 a year. I did a little back-of-the-napkin calculation. Gas prices in California are $1.17 over the national average. So that means, on average, California's families are using 28 gallons of gasoline every week. What are these people driving? <laughs> I'm um, not even sure I use 28 gallons a month. Well, yo, it is a big state, so you're driving along like long places and such. So maybe that's what the people are. They're just going to LA to uh, Santa Monica, or you know. Well, yes, we have to go from our beach house to our ski lodge, and then upstate to our other home where we winter. Yeah. All and decent people who say, "Man, we need to do something about climate change." Meanwhile, have like their big, you know, SUVs or something. They say they care, but at the end of the day, their actions prove otherwise. According to Kevin Slagle, spokesman for the Western States Petroleum Association, quote: "The petroleum industry on the West Coast has been subject to dozens of independent investigations by government agencies." all of which concluded the dynamics of supply and demand are responsible for movements in the price of gasoline and diesel fuel. So nothing nefarious going on with the energy companies, according to the government's own studies. Well, it's that level of idiocy that makes California this week's... Idiot wraps up this Space Cadet Glow edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or a rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening, and thanks to Charles Thomas for joining. Thank you uh, so much. And remember, people, look at the politicians and, and everything's actions, not their words. The words seem nice, but remember, actions speak louder than words. Until next time, here's a quote from Anton LaVey. It's too bad the stupidity isn't painful. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license.
You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now.